0: Our horrific diseases, ailments, disorders, whatever you want to call it, that plague our planet and those who live on it. On average, three new sicknesses are found each year. How many disorders are there? And that's not really a question we can't answer. While some say 30,000, how many have come and gone? What about the mentioned illnesses and lore? Lycanthropy, for example. It was thought to be a very rare disease, and by definition a disease is described as an illness or sickness characterized by specific signs or symptoms. Well, what if what ails you isn't a disease at all? What if it's a curse? Lycanthropy had been around for thousands of years. In fact, the more I research paranormal topics, most often than not, the topic itself has been around almost since the beginning of time. In this case, the first mention of man-to-wolf transformation, to our knowledge, was found in a poem called The Epic of Gilgamesh, from 2100 BC. The werewolf, however, as we know it, was introduced in Greece and Rome in folklore, usually in poems or philosophical texts. There are, however, many accounts that have bases in local religions, histories, and cults. Among some of the most popular records of werewolves, the Werewolf of Valores sticks out due to the extensive detail in which it was documented, and marks what is reviled as Spain's first serial killer, Manuel Blanco Ramasanta, the Werewolf of Valores. Also known as the Taloman, he was born in 1809. From the moment he was born, he was anything but normal and apparently had such bad birth defects, that he was questioned of even being human. Doctors came to the conclusion that this disfigured infant was female, to which he was originally named Manuela. At the age of six, however, doctors made the realization that he was indeed a male. Due to the disfiguration of his birth defects, they couldn't tell at the time when he was born. And at the time, boys and girls were both raised and treated very differently. Therefore, his life was completely changed in the span of 24 hours. Even being born into a wealthy family and well-educated at a young age, childhood was very difficult for him because of his appearance. Fast forward to Manuel as a grown man. He worked as a tailor, married, and tried to live a normal life as much as he could. Unfortunately, in 1833, his wife unexpectedly passed away, and when this happened, he decided to change careers and become a hybrid of a traveling salesman, and a guide where he took people through the mountains of Castile and Cantabria. Eleven years later, he is charged for the murder of Vincent Fernandez, the constable of Lyon. Apparently, he was attempting to collect the debt from Manuel, and as a response, Manuel had murdered him. He was able to escape being arrested by fleeing with a fake passport under the name of Antonio. Even though he was not in custody, the trial commenced and he was found guilty and sentenced to 10 years in prison. Now a fugitive on the run, knowing a decade of prison awaits him if he is ever caught, he was constantly on the move. He was able to take the position once again as a guide and report a cow, this time mainly hired by women and children. After he was hired, those who worked with him started dying. There were also homicides throughout Cao and neighboring towns. Manuel, responsible for the murders, was able to delay suspicion by sending letters to his victims' families, saying they would be away on vacation. He then began selling items that belonged to his victims, which happened to be those who paid him for his guide services for which he was obviously caught by a local and eventually, word circulated that Manuel was responsible for the slew of murders. However, there were no concrete evidence to support the claims. Some of the victims were so badly maimed; some family members even had a difficult time identifying them. Eventually, a formal acquisition came out against Manuel for taking the fat from his victims to make and sell soap throughout the town, which was proven to be true. He was at last arrested in 1852 in Nombela and later transferred to Alariz where he stood trial for the murder of 13 different people ranging from 10 to 47. He pled guilty to all charges, and this was where the story gets hairy. During his confession he stated that he had been cursed, and only committed his crimes after the curse, which turned him into a wolf. He recalls the first time he experienced the transformation. He was approached by two wolves while in the mountains, where he himself suddenly transformed and stayed a wolf for many days. He also claimed that the two wolves that approached him also suffered from the same curse and transformed between man and wolf. When they were hungry, they resulted eating humans. The obvious response from people was that he was full of shit, which the prosecution said and demanded he transform for the court to observe which he claimed he couldn't do. Manuel was found guilty and sentenced to death by garrote, a medical execution by strangulation. To his luck, the sentences was reduced to life imprisonment. The case lasted over seven months, racking up over 2,000 pages of transcripts, which were later bound into five volumes, entitled Lycantropia. A doctor by the name of Mr. Phillips wanted to perform practices such as hypnosis to better understand his claims as he believed Manuel suffered from monomania, which was also known at the time as lycanthropy. Manuel died in prison before he could be studied. This story sounds like a serial killer using a creature from mythology as a scapegoat to avoid facing the gallows for his crimes. But to the open mind, there may be more to this story. I always say that embellished stories are often built on a kernel of truth. The story I tell of the woman who walked on our roof every night when I was a child, was born out of hearing what I thought were footsteps on the roof as I laid in my bed, a kernel of truth with many other records throughout history, seemingly corroborating it. Like the Livonian werewolf from the 17th century, who many of his neighbors swore he was a werewolf and became one due to his dealings with the devil. Or the werewolf of Bedburg from 1589 who was responsible for cattle mutilations and multiple homicides throughout the town of Bedburg. There are many more stories from history, all of which make the same claim of lycanthropy, and not surprising, dealings with the devil. So what if they are real? What do we do with this information? We pass it along just like everyone before us did. Which is why we can tell these stories and speculate to this day. And in that vein, share this video and tell me what you think in the comments below. And if you're interested, check out our channel Ranked True Crime, where we research and cover the dark sides of human. Until next time, stay open-minded.